From Amaya Media, I'm Natalie Shafani, and you're listening to The Way We Live, a show for women here who are looking just to enhance their lives. I've loved hearing all of your questions and comments on Instagram. If you haven't followed us yet, you can do so at thewaywelive.pod. Bringing a passion project to life is hard work, no doubt. But I think if you can find a passion project outside of work, then you're already luckier than most. Layalta Yadin's posts on Instagram are what you'd call a thumb stopper. That gorgeous post in your feed that makes you stop scrolling so you can actually absorb it. A quick disclaimer. If you're listening to this on an empty stomach, I recommend you go grab a snack right about now. So before she launched Gemini Bakes, Lael started out many years ago as part of a collaboration called Lul Sweet Treats. And as many of us have found out, she realized that pursuing a passion project can take more work than you've initially signed up for. Decorating a cake requires a lot of time. People don't realize that, right? It requires time, effort, quite a bit of talent. And obviously you learn more and more. So, um, so we started taking on a lot more than, you know, than we could. We were both working full time. Um, I, I had two, um, two kids at the time, you know, it was Ramzi and Wael. And it was quite stressful. We used to work after, you know, uh, we after finished day, work, yeah. after hours, then spend a few hours, you know, to, to prepare and to decorate, etc. But we loved it so much at the beginning, you know, so we really wanted to, yeah. to keep going. Um, I, I personally started burning out a lot. I can um, imagine. Especially when I got pregnant with my third, my with Leia, with Leia. Uh, so started burning out a lot. And then when I had Leia, I went to Jana and said, "You know what? It's it's too much for me, you know." And I started getting anxious uh, whenever someone would say, "I'd like to order from you." It became a source of anxiety, mm-hmm. and this is where I knew that this was not the path I really wanted. You know, I felt like I was putting too much pressure on myself. The pleasure of baking just went completely away. Uh, it became quite mechanical. Uh, you know, because there's a lot of flavors that you have to repeat and again and again. And the creativity process is not fully yours because you have a, a customer, right. you know, on the other side who's expecting something quite mm-hmm. um, specific. specific yeah. So I uh, went up to her, said, I'm stopping this completely. You know, obviously, you know, she was still, you know, doing it and, and she still does it to this does day. She? Actually, wow. Yes, she she loves it. She actually dedicated herself full time um, for this. And I, you know, I stopped completely. I can't tell you how, what a relief it was yeah. for me uh, back then that I just stopped and there were no additional expectations of me. And these few years taught me that I actually like the corporate world. Uh, I liked coming into an office, uh, interacting with people, yeah. uh, presenting, uh, coming up with new ideas. It, it made me, you know, know myself uh, even more. And the reason why I loved baking was because it was an escape. Yeah. When it didn't become an escape anymore, it became work, it became an obligation. This is where I felt where I just needed to to stop. I stopped it and then obviously kept baking for myself. Um, And and a couple of years after that, uh, I started creating content uh, of my baking. And and a friend of mine, Leanne, shout out to her (laughs) (laughs) at work, uh, pushed me to create my own page. And this is how Gemini Bakes was born. Right, My own content uh, no obligations whatsoever to post. Um, I, I had a, a bit of work with brands, mm-hmm. which is, you know, at, again, at your own pace. And uh, you agree ahead of time, uh, you know, what you can do and not. So I think I really found, you know, the the angle that I wanted from baking and cooking, yeah. which was more 
content creation and brand partnerships rather than you know um, uh, catering to customers exactly you find a way to just kind of remain creative and create content that you would want to create as opposed to serving i guess people's needs or requirements exactly yeah So how how do you find the time to create the recipes? I know that you have three kids, a full-time job, active social life. (laughs) I know that. I follow you on Instagram. So how do you have time to just get everything done? It's not easy, is it? Listen, I have to admit, I take on a lot, you know, upon myself, Mm -hmm. which sometimes is not not a good thing. And people see me from the outside, uh, you know, the impression that I give off. And I feel like it's a responsibility for me to say, guys, I've burnt out more than once. Mm -hmm. You know, I've just, there was a time where I had to stop everything. And, you know, people at work know that, uh, my family know know that, and even my page suffers sometimes because Mm -hmm. it's a lot to handle. I have to admit, I have from the get-go, you know, so people don't think that it's just uh, very easy. But but honestly, it's, it's such a pleasure for me that, you know, for the weekend, for example, as soon as I wake up, I just am drawn to the kitchen, you know. I'm so the, lucky. The kids I are around me. That's all. <laughs> we'll get into that. In a yes, we'll get into that. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. But it's, I'm just drawn, you know, and yeah. I, I try to get the kids to um, to take part. Although I, mm-hmm. I must admit, it makes me a bit nervous as well because I feel like this is my space. You know, I like to do things in, right. a, in a specific way. But okay, if you'd like to pour this, I'll, <laughs> you know, I'll let you do that. So, of your three kids, <laughs> have any of them inherited the baking gene or the cooking gene? So far, Ramzi, my yeah. eldest, uh, he loves making pancakes now, and he can do it on his own. Really, I've had to let go. Of it and let him make his own mistakes yeah. and uh, he's he's done mistakes but now he can you know flip a pancake <laughs> like there's no tomorrow <laughs> and uh, yeah he's he's enjoying it so so far at MZ but I think all of them like to actually see what I'm doing yeah. and that's something I love you know it's you know something that not just women do it's actually everybody you know who has you know to cook and I know a lot of guy friends who just had to live alone and did not know how to do anything mm-hmm. so I like to get them into that uh, mindset exactly. Uh, from the get-go. So yes, weekends a lot of times are dedicated to cooking, baking. And because I have a flexible uh, company that gives me, you know, flexible timings, I have the opportunity to to cook uh, after work, uh, early evenings um, for the kids. So that's, I think, I'm, I'm lucky so to have that. You are lucky because not, not many companies understand that. And no. like realistically, if you're accountable and you've been there for so long, exactly. like you know how to get your work done. Yes. You can leave for a couple of hours and work later on at night when like everyone's sleeping. It's not that hard. Exactly. Yet exactly. We're kind of stuck with these old school restrictions, like in some cases. Um, I'm thankful as well. So like in my new company, I also have that kind of flexibility with time. And I do the exact same amount of work. I put out things by deadline. I'm never late. But I can work in the evening if I want to. I can leave. If I'm having a bad day, I can leave like halfway through. It's okay. Exactly. And I think more and more companies are going to move towards that. Yes. Because as long as the, the output is there and yeah. the work is there, uh, people don't need to see you on your desk. Exactly. And mind you, a lot of people who are sitting on their desks are not necessarily overly productive mm-hmm. as well. You know, it's a bit tough, especially when you have client facing roles. Yeah. Uh, so I understand where some companies are coming from, but I, I really think there's a way yeah. um, around it, you know, a bit of flexibility that can come out mm-hmm. of it. We all work from our laptops. Let's face it. You know, we all have a lot of emails to send so you can be anywhere. Exactly. <laughs> you know? OK, so now back to your cooking and baking. Um, yes. Do you prefer creating new recipes or taking, I guess, basic ones and just adapting them for yourself? Where's your passion? Uh, my Honestly, my passion is not in recipe uh, development. Okay. It, it does not lie there. I feel like there's already so many amazing mm-hmm. recipes out there. And there's something that I'm, I have to admit as well is that I'm a perfectionist. Okay. So I, I cannot... Um, 
I cannot accept failure very quickly, you know, or easily. <laughs> so for me, I like to to try tried and tested uh-huh. recipes that I know are going to work, mm-hmm. and I can put my own twist to it. Okay. But um, but I, I like to know that something will work with me from the first time, yeah. you know. And and you notice this when other people join you in the kitchen. I had my cousin Ashley um, three years ago visit me, and I realized that she just went into the kitchen and started creating things without any cookbooks, and I was just fascinated. I said, Ash, aren't you? worried it will not turn out nice he said what's the worst that can happen no expectations you know? no expectations uh, I've yet to get there I must admit and I, I like to follow recipes especially when it comes to baking okay. because with baking it's about timing mm-hmm. measurement uh, you know you can't really be overly creative right. with cooking I'm learning you know to, to trust myself a yeah. bit more and to be more confident uh, that's for sure but I, I like yeah I like recipes <laughs> I have to say when did you first start baking like do you remember the first time you maybe baked a cake or made some Cookies. Yes, yes, I do. We uh, we were living in France. Okay, um, we had to flee the war, the Lebanese war, mm-hmm. uh, in the late eighties, early nineties. Mm-hmm. And I remember my mom uh, in the kitchen. My mom actually, I got most of my love for cooking and baking because of her. Hi, mom. Uh, <laughs> and um, and yeah, I remember sablé sugar cookies. Yes, were the first things I've I've ever you know made in the kitchen. How old were you? I was ten. Wow, I was ten years Start old. Early. Uh, it was just fascinating for me, okay. you know, like how you, you could put things together and they can come out, you know, so nice. Yeah. And I haven't stopped since ever. That's crazy. I started with baking. Okay. Cooking came at a way later stage. Out of necessity um, or because you you did uh, also enjoy it? It was, I enjoyed it. But, uh, you know, when you live with your parents, uh, you don't feel like you have not just autonomy, but you don't feel like you're in control of the yeah. kitchen. You know, you know, your mom is in there. She's yeah. doing her thing. You're going to get, you know, your meals. So when I got married, I realized, okay, so it's my responsibility mm-hmm. now. And I remember like my hubby and me just gained six kilos like within <laughs> the course. I remember like six months month or something like that because I was making starters, main courses, uh, and desserts Texting as well. You know, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to impress him. I of think course. he was impressed. <laughs> Does he cook? Not at all. No. Nothing. Nothing. I mean, for him, just making a sandwich is just a big deal. So I just say, you know what, just let me do it for you. <laughs> I mean, he's lucky to have you. And like the thing is, I relate to him a lot more because I can cook. I just do not like to do it. I do not go okay, in my yeah. kitchen at all. Yeah. It's not, maybe it's because I'm not very good at it. Or like, maybe I'm like you, I'm like a bit of a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. And I worry about, you know, overcooking, overbaking, burning things. But if you were to maybe give tips to a novice cooker and baker like me, right. where would you start? Like, what are maybe five simple skills I would need that I just like have to start mastering? So essentially for me, it's just starting somewhere, okay? Because a lot of people uh, just worry about failing in the kitchen and they don't realize how easy things are. You know, I've uh, I've had my colleague came, come over, do a, a few dishes with me, okay. and she was just shocked at the amount of um, dishes that were easy. And in her head, it was just a matter of perception. So mm-hmm. for me, tip number one is to have the utensils that you need, right. you know, in the kitchen. And they're quite basic. You know, you just need, you know, your pans, uh, um, you know, a few pots, a couple of pots, actually, um, you know, the spoons that you need, the cooking spoons. Like what? Uh, so there's the wooden spoons that you'd need, you know, to be to um, to mix, uh-huh. you know, your food. Uh, you'd need serving spoons as well, like the metallic ones. Uh, you'd need, obviously, your chopping knives, uh, forks. So it's, you know, these these basic things that you're going to use in the kitchen over and over again. So just get your kitchen ready yeah. when it comes to that. Uh, that's uh, you know, tip number one. Tip number two is 
you know, read recipes ahead of time, you know, like sometimes for me, I just study them almost, you know, I just go through it because there's nothing worse than realizing that you're missing one ingredient. So familiarize yourself with a recipe that you've liked, you know, is simple. Mm -hmm. And then make sure that you have, you know, all the ingredients uh, in front of you. Number three, watch videos if you can, mm-hmm. you know, because these days, honestly, you know, you YouTube have, is awesome. Yeah, yeah, YouTube is awesome. Taste.com uh, is awesome. There's so many, you know, uh, channels out there that you can just look at mm-hmm. and emulate, uh, you know. So that's the third one. Fourth is take a cooking class. Uh, mm-hmm. There's so many in Dubai as well, and I've taken quite a few. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can just go there. You can, uh, you know, see if you want to do like French cuisine, Italian, uh, prepare bread. So the, depending on where your passion lies, mm-hmm. you can actually take courses because chefs have so much knowledge to impart uh, and, and very simple tips for you that uh, you never really knew. And my fifth tip is just don't be worried, you know, like don't don't follow my <laughs> example. The thing is, I'm like you, Lyle. I'm the type A perfectionist driven yes, person. Yes. And sometimes we kind of get in our own way of doing things. Yes, that's it's why. It's a character I, trait. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And that's why I have a few no-fail recipes that I shall yes. share towards the end. Yeah. You know, um, these ones, I've shared them for the past 10 years mm-hmm. with friends, with family. Uh, they've just enjoyed them so much and made them over and over again. It's just knowing which recipes to start with, okay. building your confidence. And then after that, it's just much, much easier. So what cuisine do you prefer cooking? Do you have a specific one that you enjoy? Like, I mean, because like you're Lebanese, I'm Lebanese. Yes, Do yes. you kind of lean towards Lebanese food or are you more about trying new things now? I mean, I, it's a bit of both, I have yeah. to say, you know. I mean, Lebanese comes easy to me uh-huh. now because I've I've learned it uh, since I was young. Right. And the flavors are familiar to me. Mm-hmm. So I know how things should should taste like. And and I learned so much from my mom, you yeah. know, especially at the at the beginning. So Lebanese for me is amazing. But I have to say I I really like to go towards European as well. Mm-hmm. So maybe British, I'd say, perhaps. British. You know, because okay. I really like casseroles. I'm so surprised that like, British food does not have the reputation at all. I know, <laughs> I know. I'm shocked. I love but it just, though. You know, just because it's like casseroles. Like um, shepherd's pies. pies. Yeah, okay. thank you. Exactly, like pies. <laughs> maybe because I have kids as well. Yeah. Maybe if the kids weren't, you know, with me at home, um, I'd maybe go towards more, I don't know, Chinese, mm-hmm. uh, Italian, you know, but you yeah. know, with the kids, it's it's you want this comfort food that makes them full that you can send to school as well. Yeah. So so yeah. But honestly, I like anything that tastes good. Mexican, Italian. You know, as long as it's something that's flavorful. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's it's amazing to taste. Yeah. I you know I don't have a specific preference yeah. in the kitchen. <laughs> we'll be back with more from Layal's kitchen right after this. Hi there. This is Shrag from Maya Media, and we're giving away a pair of Apple's new AirPods Pro. All you have to do is take a short survey for us. We're looking to improve our shows and better understand what you, our listeners, like or perhaps don't like when it comes to podcasts. You can find a link to the survey in the show notes or visit our website, amaya.media, for more information. It won't take more than two minutes of your time and we'd really appreciate it. Welcome back. It's Natalie and you're listening to The Way We Live. Now, I'm not someone who spends too much time in the kitchen, So I asked Layal for a few tips, and honestly, she makes it sound almost too easy. I like to cook a few quantities, and if I'm not too tired, I'll just, you know, prepare one or two dishes, actually, in one day, uh, put them, you know, in in storage, and then put them in the fridge. Um, And uh, I have to admit, sometimes I'm just too tired to make something, so I'll just boil some pasta, 
add pesto to it, a bit of cream, and send it, you know, with the kids. Um, when you say it like that, it sounds so easy. I'm yeah. just like, why aren't I doing this? <laughs> it's three ingredients, I promise. Like, literally, why aren't I doing this? I know how to boil pasta. It's not that hard. We have to just, get together. We have to. Like, please teach me. Like, I have so much reluctance to go in there. Yeah. I think it's just me overplaying it in my head. Yes, exactly. I honestly, I would love to. And I can't tell you the number of people who were like that and who've, who've changed, you know, out of, yeah. you know, um, either passion for cooking, but they were worried or out of necessity because, you know, ordering every day for work is, you know, uh, it's expensive. It's expensive. Yeah. And plus, when you make something at home, you know exactly what ingredients go in there. Mm -hmm. And the, the quality of the ingredients is different. You know, it's uh, so funny. I actually have to tell you a story. Uh, once I, um, I baked red velvet cupcakes uh, for a colleague, mm -hmm. right? And it was a hummingbird recipe. Okay. Okay. And I'm, I'm very open about which recipes I use. You know, I always credit because mm -hmm. I'm not creating them, right? So um, this, this colleague of mine tasted them and said, wow, Leal, these cupcakes are even better than hummingbirds. <laughs> <laughs> and I started laughing. And, you know, the only difference is I'm using quality ingredients, yeah. you know, right? You're buying them right from the, from the store. Yes, yes. And I'm not buying, obviously, you know, bulk. Yeah. Whereas bakeries, understandably, have to be much more careful about, mm -hmm. you know, their, what they're buying yeah. because it has to make financial sense. Right. So they don't use the same ingredients. Uh -huh. So I kid you not, it's all about the ingredients that you bring to the table. You can do the exact same recipe. If it's not quality ingredients, it'll never taste the same. My issue with meal prep as well is that I have problems with portion control and quantities. Okay. Like I always mess them up and like... I love the idea of maybe making a meal, having it last for four days. But I get bored after day two and I end up wasting yes. a lot of foods. You know what I do? I, uh, I freeze a lot. Okay. Um, and, and freezing something, and you learn from nutritionists these days yeah. and health coaches. Um, we're so lucky to have access to this information. We had um, a perception about freezing that, you know, it kills the vitamins and all of that. It's not, it's not really true. You know, it, pre it preserves them. Mm. So for me, whenever we're bored of something, I make sure that it's stored in a Tupperware and it's put in a freezer and we can have it a month later, you know. So I think this is your best way or something that I do, especially with baking, is I share. I share a lot. Yeah. I have a very happy neighbor, <laughs> uh, I have to say. Uh, I have a very happy gardener <laughs> and happy colleagues because yeah. nothing stays at home. Whenever I know that the quantity is a lot, mm -hmm. just share. Makes sense. Yeah. I mean, can you freeze chicken and beef? Yes, yes, really? exactly. Especially after it's been cooked. The only tip is never freeze something that's been defrosted. That's the only tip I have to give okay, you. Good you know? To know. Yeah. So if something you've bought something that's been frozen, and you've defrosted it in the kitchen, you've used mm -hmm. a tiny portion of it, never put it back. Okay, it's good a to know. recipe for disaster. But otherwise, you've cooked something, you've cooked a meal, mm -hmm. you use the portion that you want, and then you just put the rest in the freezer. Even There's pasta, no rice? Like, I'm so surprised everything, right now. Everything. I mean, with pasta, obviously, you know, it might be a bit dry when you take it back. So you can add a bit of uh, sauce again, yeah. you know, so you can add you know, okay. some liquid to it to make it yeah. yummy again. <laughs> okay. If I were to start meal prepping, I guess, tomorrow, mm -hmm. preparing for, for like my next coming week, what recipes could I start out with? Like, I do not know where to start. Yes. Okay. I'm a big fan of salmon. Salmon. Uh, yeah. Sea or seafood in general. And are they easy to cook? Yes. Okay. That's why I'm a yeah. big fan. You know, you can just take a piece of uh, salmon. You can put a bit of uh, pepper and salt on it uh, and just pop it in the, in the oven and then have a bit of uh, lemon on the side mm -hmm. with olive oil. 
and just pour it uh, over the salmon as soon as it's baked. Uh, baked. And salmon doesn't take a long time. So 15 to 20 minutes. Yes. And that's that's the trick as well, because a lot of people are worried um, that it's not cooked enough, mm-hmm. but it needs, I'd say, 15 to 20 minutes. And then you have to take it. Otherwise, it's going to be super dry. And you can even uh, cut a, just a couple of vegetables next to it mm-hmm. and and you'll have grilled veggies on the side. So that that first one for me is just one of the easiest meals you can ever do. Your pastas, again, mm-hmm. same thing, you know, I mean, I don't do homemade pesto. I don't always have the time. So you can literally just get fresh cream and pesto, boil your favorite pasta and there you go. Yeah. You like to add a bit of chicken to it. Same, same thing. Risotto mm-hmm. is also... Quite easy. Okay, so here's the thing. I'm yeah. surprised because like risotto to me is 40, 40 minutes you standing over the stove, mixing and slowly adding liquids. With the quantity that, that you're doing, because oh. you're doing a quantity that's for two to four people, uh, the whole meal will take you 30 minutes. Not more than that, you know. And I made asparagus risotto, chicken risotto. The only tip with that is you have to have it on the spot. And usually risotto after that, after a day or even after a few hours is not really edible. Okay. You know, that's just the thing about it. Um, there's beef stroganoff. Again, you know, you have to just put ingredients over each other. Um, uh, Mexican chicken, which is like chicken with yeah. uh, red sauce and a bit of um, corn. Mm-hmm. Um, coconut fish. Okay. Same thing, Thai, coconut fish. Uh, I'll share all of these recipes. Please, yes. But there's no one that I haven't shared them with. They've just made them in a second. And I recently shared a coconut curry um, chicken meal. And it was just... It was very nice. <laughs> really? Yes. I mean, it sounds amazing. And like, yeah. whenever you like describe these things, I can't help but think of those tasty videos mm-hmm. where they have like that one pot, they just drop everything in there. Yes. And 25 minutes later, it's done. Yes, yes. It looks so simple, but I always end up messing something up. I, yeah. d- I don't know. Yeah, it comes with practice, I guess. And yeah. prep, honestly, prep is the most important thing. And I have to say, sometimes chopping vegetables is a bit time consuming. Mm-hmm. Cleaning after. So I understand, you know, there's it's not... Perfect, completely. No. But there are things now that you find in a supermarket mm-hmm. that are already chopped for you. So your onions, your um, your garlic, uh, your parsley, uh, even mushrooms sometimes. So there's a lot of things that are ready-made uh, and still fresh veggies that you can use. And I think a lot of working people will take advantage of that. No, it's funny. I actually have an issue with garlic, mushrooms, and onions. Oh, wow. Those three things. <laughs> I can't touch mushrooms. It's like a psychological thing. They just like freak me out for some reason. Okay. So wow. that's good to know. <laughs> garlic, I can't touch it as well. It's also very psychological. Onions, I just, I cry too much. So okay. I don't even bother. Yeah. So you just, like you said, the three most perfect ingredients for me. <laughs> so that's amazing. Perfect. <laughs> exactly. And it's so easy. You know, I, I hate chopping onions. I just mm. really, so if I don't have chopped onions at home, I just use my mixer. You know, I just mix them. Uh, Your food and processor. I, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Food processor, you do it in there and then you just start cooking them. So, you know, there are things in the kitchen there are hacks now. hacks here and just, there. Yeah, just make it yeah. easier for you, you know. Okay, how about baking? So if I were to attempt baking, because I have this vision of myself becoming this like master baker, yes. you know, making these fresh cakes, <laughs> inviting people over to smell my kitchen. Yeah. What's the easiest way, way to start? Uh, okay, so it's almost like cooking as well, with a, with a few differences. Uh, so again, you're you know you you have to be ready from you know your baking yeah. uh, utensils, you know. So like having your cupcake um, uh, pans, your your actual cake pans, for example. So depending on what you want to do, mm-hmm. I really like those uh, rectangular pans as well because you can do so much in them, like cookies, for example. You know, mm-hmm. so that's one baking paper as well, like quite important. Uh, baking spray. 
all of these so that you know any of like the, the butter food, spray or an exactly oil spray? Okay. the butter spray so things don't um, get stuck to it yeah again get all of your you know ingredients ready ahead of um, ahead of time start with the easy recipes you know so you're, you're a nice cookie recipe fondant you'd be surprised like chocolate fondant no is, no like is, you know <laughs> no okay happen. fine <laughs> so i'll just stick to me. cake then i'll stick to cake <laughs> um you know like uh, muffins banana muffins you know i mean those recipes where you just can put things on top of each other that's what i want exactly even apple crumble yeah you know? it's it's quite uh, straightforward uh, and there's someone who recently shared as well just a one mug uh, cake uh-huh. so I'll you know I'll, I'll get her okay to, to share it as well because there's just you know just ingredients that you use and you put them on top of each other and you have your you know your dessert so so yeah start with easy recipes again I watch a lot of videos as well I take tips another thing that you have to be careful with with baking is it's very specific when it comes to measurement okay mm. so by really invest in those scales you can find them in okay. a lot of stores you know I'll mention them as well <laughs> I cannot do without my scale and without my measuring cup there's no way you so can bake the, without them are, are, are the scales and the cup like interchangeable uh, I mean, with the cup, I use it because it measures cups, yeah. you know, so one cup, two cups, mm-hmm. and it measures uh, liquid. So how many okay. milliliters you need, whereas your scale measures weight. Mm-hmm. So how many grams you should use. And I like these scales that already have a cup inside. Mm. So you can just pour, you know, right. um, uh, you can pour from it. Okay. So that makes your life much, much, much easier. And another thing that a lot of people do is whenever they're baking a cake, after 10 minutes, they open the oven door. That's the worst thing you can do Why? because your cake will flop. Why? You know, uh, the cold air coming exactly, in. Exactly, uh-huh. exactly. So you have to give um, a baking powder or baking soda time yeah. to, you know, to do their thing and to rise, you know, to raise the cake properly. After that, you can open the oven. So I give it at least 20 to 25 uh, minutes before even, you know, touching it. Basically, be patient. <laughs> be very patient. And I mean, I've made this mistake as well. You know, you're excited when you have a cake, yeah. you know, come out of the oven and you want to cut it immediately. Mm-hmm. It'll just fall apart. As you well. know, just yeah, give it 30 minutes, to you cool. know, let it cool and then, you know, you can you can cut it and enjoy it. So what about like these healthy baking tip recipes that I've been seeing where like people take a regular yes. um, recipe, yes. start to substitute butter with coconut oil mm. or sugar with agave? Yes, yes. Is that switch effective? Because I feel like baking is such a science. Um, I personally have started um, um, experimenting with that as well. Okay. Not just for me, uh, for my kids as well, because I really wanted to reduce the amount of sugar that I'm mm. I'm giving them. So there are recipes that I cannot even think of of doing differently. You know, I need that butter. <laughs> you know, like cheesecakes, for example. Yeah. Uh, but I've I've done a few recipes with uh, coconut oil, with um, let's say almond butter that turned out. Excellent, you know, so even like, cookies. What are some like replacements that you can maybe recommend for us to use? Like this replaces well for that. Mm. I mean, I'd say sometimes, not in all the recipes, but sometimes you can replace butter with coconut oil. Okay. Same that. quantities? Um, more or less. More. It, it depends. I think you should use a bit less coconut oil okay. than than butter. Uh, I've seen that with sugar, uh, you can play as much as you like because sugar doesn't really change the consistency of a cake, mm-hmm. you know. It's as a tasting. Opposed, yeah, as opposed yeah. to flour, etc. So with sugar, let's say the other day, um, a recipe called for two cups of sugar. I literally just put uh, h- uh, half a cup of maple syrup. 
Wow. And that was more than enough. Um, there's also flour. You can use almond flour instead of the regular flour. Uh, there's oat flour apparently as well. Um, uh, even with, you know, with oil, apparently now butter is healthier than oil, which, you know, you always learn something yeah. new these days. So I started uh, melting butter whenever a recipe calls for oil and I'm I'm putting butter in there. Okay, I want to shift gears a bit and talk to you about kind of creating your own personal brand online. You had mentioned that like it took quite a while to get into Gemini Bakes. What was the process there? Like, were you, was it a spontaneous thing or did it take lots of time to kind of get the confidence to, to kind of build it? Um, okay, so basically, um, for me, it was a, a tiny bit easier to start because I had the help of my friend. She's an uh, art director. So for them, creativity comes comes easier. Mm -hmm. And whenever you create your own brand, it's all about um, the visual um, you know, experience. Yeah. People want to see nice looking food. I you mean, know? your pictures are gorgeous. Thank you. They're very clear. Yes, yeah. but I honestly, I, I would love to share old ones and you should see <laughs> the difference. It was just terrible. When I just look at them now, I can't believe that I used to take pictures like that. Um, so this is how it started. For me to gain my confidence, I had to look at other people and how mm -hmm. they work. So we worked together, Leanne and me. Uh, she took pictures of my food in the beginning. And I also teamed up with another friend of mine who has a passion for photography, uh, Maya. She also took pictures of my food. So I did not have the confidence to take pictures of my own cakes. Um, step by step, uh, I started taking courses. I took a few online. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, and then I went to one course here in Dubai. Uh, and bit by bit, I started learning those hacks. So how do you do your composition? Uh, what's the best time in the day to take a to take a picture? Like, for example, never golden take, hour, golden <laughs> hour, never take a picture of food in the evening, never. No matter, you know, how much uh, editing you do to it, it's, it won't be good. How do you make uh, brown food stand out? How do you make it more interesting? What are the props that you can use to make, um, you know, a picture pop out? Yeah. And what story can you tell through your picture? You know, so mm -hmm. adding, let's say, props like cups around you or even forks kind of intimates that there's sharing of food of and course. things like that. But again, this I learned from my my courses, from other bloggers who are also sharing information, uh, podcasts, you know, that information is so readily available um, that this is how I built my confidence. And I don't think that I got to a place where I'm completely happy with my pictures. But given the the state I'm I'm in in terms of full time job, children and this passion for me i think it's it's good enough for now yeah i mean the pictures are gorgeous <laughs> thank I you love your page thank you i remember <laughs> for a while i was dieting which is something that no one should ever do don't ever like kind of go on a, like a, a restrictive diet i unfollowed you for like maybe for about three months because i couldn't see those pictures anymore it's so quite that's how tempting. good they looked thank but you now obviously i'm back because i'm over <laughs> that phase but no it was a tough one and how about creating an online community i feel like you really effectively engage with your audience. You ask a lot of questions. People answer back quite often. Have you found it easy to build a community? Um, listen, Instagram, because this is where I operate the most, it's, it, it's, it's already giving you the, the right platform or the yeah. right you know, place to be. So people who are on Instagram are, are there because they want to be inspired, because they want to connect with other people. So you already have that mindset. I'm going into there, not just to, to you know, look at pictures and just get out. No, I want to engage with other accounts that make a difference in my life. And this is how I actually found my anger because again food blogging has a lot of um, you know uh, pillars to it mm -hmm. you know you can get into food blogging to teach 
You can get into food blogging to share recipes. Um, you know, there's a lot of, you know, different layers to it. For me, I found that my, you know, the sweet spot for me was connecting with people who are uh, struggling with cooking and baking. Yeah, that's and what I want, feel. Yeah, want yeah. tips, you know. I don't see myself as teaching photography courses. Never. Mm -hmm. That's not me. But talking to someone and taking them through recipe bit by bit, I have a lot of patience for that because it's my passion, Yeah, you know. So I had someone once message me and say, please, could you take a video of yourself while you're doing your, the date cake? I didn't have to do it. But for me, I said, you know what? Yes, of course, I'll do that. And I I videoed everything, you know, from from start to finish. And this is how the engagement started getting, you know, bigger and bigger. And another blogger, you know, she 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 said to me, she said, can I give you a tip? I said, well, yeah, it's Mrs. Clueless. I have to shout out to of her. Course. She said, Layal, just a tip for you. People don't just want to see um, ready product, mm -hmm. you know, for them. They want to see the process. That's yeah. how they're going to connect with you more because they want to see that you're human. You know, so that's why I move away from perfection when it comes to not admitting when something didn't work out. Mm -hmm. You know, people appreciate your honesty, you know. So once I started again sharing, you know, step by step, etc., it invites more questions, uh, you know, more tips. Do you feel like specific posts get more feedback than others? Like, have you found what I guess not triggers, but like, I guess inspires people the most? Uh, I, I have to say I haven't figured it out a hundred percent, but whenever I post uh, pictures that are related to home, let's say Zatar. Yes. Oh, my God. It's just go through those buns through. you made. I remember them. Yeah. I remember them. Whenever I know for a fact, whenever I'm because it's just it's so nostalgic. It yeah. reminds you of home and it's something it's a flavor for ingredient. Right. So I feel this gets saved a lot in terms of people wanting to uh, replicate that recipe. A lot of um, healthy um, ingredient um, uh, recipes as well. Right. So, for example, a banana cake uh, would get a lot of you know, yeah. a lot of engagement and, and downloads and things like that. And quick recipes, quick recipes just really work. Um, but yeah, saying that I've cracked it completely. I yeah, yeah that's nobody has really cracked yeah. it. I mean, like you do have some good tips here and there. To yes, kind of that's, for, there. Sure. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, that's for sure. And and nice, nice looking content. Mm -hmm. Whenever a picture is good, because you get a lot of questions as well. Like, what is the best day to post? And some people say don't post on Fridays because, you know, people, you know, are on their weekend in Dubai. But I have to say, whenever I've posted nice, very nice pictures on a Friday, I didn't have an issue with engagement. I mean, it doesn't really matter, you know? does it? As long as it's what you respond to. Exactly. And exactly. I just think that when I'm scrolling, it doesn't matter if it's a Tuesday, Wednesday or Thursday. If yes. I like the picture, I'm going to like it and share yes. it and do whatever. Exactly. And I, I got to a point where I'm also doing it for my own pleasure. Right. I'm so happy with the picture. I know it's not the right time, you know, maybe 4, 4 p.m. on a Friday, you know. But I say to myself, you know what? I love it. I believe in it. And whoever engages with it at that specific time is, you know, is good enough for me. Um, so you go through ups and downs whenever you're a content creator where you get very confident and you feel things are moving. And then when things get to a standstill, you get discouraged. But then when you talk to other, you know, food um, bloggers or content creators, because you all share the same, you know, struggles, mm -hmm. uh, it feels easier. And how about food trends? I mean, do you feel like you kind of have to jump on the keto bandwagon or the low carb or the no sugar? Have you kind of responded to those a bit? 
I've never responded to any trend that okay. uh, didn't affect me personally. Okay. You know, so the sugar one that I was talking mm -hmm. to about, I had to do it because I started uh, seeing that my kids were very hyperactive. Mm -hmm. Like I used to give them, let's say, pancakes with uh, regular maple syrup in the morning uh, or let's say cereals. So they were all str struggling and my, my daughter started struggling in terms of weight. Mm -hmm. So that's why I felt that I had to move away from sugar. So it it uh, it grew from a personal need, yep. you know, a keto, for example, is because I did a keto recipe two days ago because I feel that I want to cut, cut down my carb intake, you know. Um, so I don't really know. I don't like to jump on trends just for the sake of it, unless there is a personal need or a family need yeah. for me. This is where I start researching and seeing what works best. Have you heard of the rule called 100 true fans? Where whatever you create, it's all, it's only for like your hundred true fans, and they're the ones that will that will get you your one thousand and your ten thousand. If you create for them, mm -hmm. and you are authentically connected to them at all times, yeah, exactly. and that's what I'm trying trying to do here, I guess, with the podcast, if anything, just to kind of talk to those hundred true fans or those true listeners who really relate to what I go through, what my guests have to have to say. That's all I want, and that's what I try to always remind myself whenever I feel discouraged. I say to myself, you know what, you have the people who, you know, message you regularly, who uh, support you whenever you post something. I mean, I know who they are, you know, name by name, and I connect with them. And whenever, you know, let's say they don't say something for like two, three days, I, I know that they, you know, they've been busy maybe with their own lives. And I think there's something special about that, yeah. you know, and, and you have to keep, you know, reminding yourself that you have to appreciate something like this. And... Um, something that I have to mention as well is not only people, I have to say, brands as mm -hmm. well. Yes. Because there is um, not a trend, but you can see that brands also want to work with those smaller content creators because we're more flexible. Uh, we, we do want to prove ourselves more and, and we want to show that we can, you know, create something that's really interesting for them. So I think a lot of brands also have seen that opportunity uh, with the smaller, um, smaller following. Yeah. Honestly, I think I could have talked to Layal for another hour and she wouldn't have run out of amazing tips. I hope this episode may have encouraged at least one of you to explore your kitchens a little beyond your comfort zones. And if you've tried any of her tips, I would love to hear from you. Drop us a DM or tag us at thewaywelive.pod. Layal's gorgeous pictures and bakes are available on her Instagram at Gemini Bakes and you can find the links in the show notes. And thank you for listening to The Way We Live. This episode was hosted by me, Natalie Shafani, and produced by Chirag Desai. Our hardworking intern is Abhishek Venkat. If you enjoyed this episode, can you drop us a review or tell a friend? It really helps us out. Find us in your favorite podcast player and just look for The Way We Live. See you next week.